Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Downton Abbey After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Downton Abbey After Show. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another AfterBuzz TV After Show for Downton Abbey Season 3, Episode 6, Part 2. I am John Comerford, and I am joined in the studio by Tamara Berg. Hey, everybody. And Alina Akram. Hi, everyone. And helming for us in the booth is Stephen Lemieux. Stephen, say hi to everybody for us, will you? Thank you. How's it going, everybody? Okay, quick note. Everybody's wondering why we broke this down into two parts, and, you know, PBS decided to show back-to-back episodes as one, and since we have over 60 shows here at After Buzz, we only had an hour to do it, and so we decided to break it up into two, so that's the end of the program note. So, we're on to part two, and where we left off was... Was at the christening where we had the family, <laughs> the family photo, with uh, uh, the Lord Grantham and the Dowager having to take a picture with a priest, a left-footed priest, left-footer. shall we say? <laughs> shall we say? Yeah. And so let's get Much right to their into, chagrin, exactly. which we could see on their faces. <laughs> yeah, they did not like that. But this episode had a whole other thing. I, I want to start off with Edith because we've been going on and on about poor, 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 Edith. poor Edith, the middle Edith. child. And here we are. I think she, she's she's on to a new venture. She's starting to be a journalist. She's meeting with the editor. She's great. Written a great article, apparently. Right. Yeah. One that actually has some substance. Yes, it wasn't just some... We were expecting some fluff piece Exactly, we weren't sure. Mm -hmm. So uh, we opined that it might be something frou-frou. But no, it was some merit, so to speak. It had some depth that had to do with the soldiers and the returning soldiers, I should say. And uh, them having to beg in the street or become dance partners, which I thought was... I mean... What an interesting occupation, so to speak. I didn't think there was a big need for dance partners. You wouldn't think, uh, especially for male dance partners. Yes. You know, I mean, I know that happens a lot. You know, there... Ten cents a dance. Exactly, 10 cents a dance. Sounds like a male escort to me. A little bit. (laughs) A little bit. Could be, could be. Uh But what I thought, more than anything, when she was talking to the editor about the whole thing, he was, that conversation to me was fascinating because he was saying, you know, she was mistaken. She thought, you know, she thought, oh, he was upset because I wrote something that wasn't uh, the fluff fluff piece. piece. And he said, no, no, it's quite the contrary. He was really interested in it. And he, what were the words he said? He thought it was great. A mature that he, female voice. Yes. That he changed quickly to balance, balance. Because Edith didn't like the word mature. Not only that, but I thought it was great because so women are what, imbalanced? What's, what is the, what's he trying to suggest? And, you know, she was fine with balanced. 
So I'm not exactly, I don't know if it was that or just because it had a balanced viewpoint, but I'm not exactly sure. Because, Women are hysterical. Yes, just that's what I think. Well, and also he said that uh, a woman's perspective about a man's subject. Yes. So, right, which is very progressive for that time. Absolutely. Very progressive yeah. for that time. And I, but I just thought, you know, but it, it didn't phase her at all. Well, she, you know. Yeah, she was saying, you know, I know it's not very feminine. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, that was the line I thought was great. It's not yeah, very feminine. Not very feminine. Yeah, but I was felt so strongly about it. So. <laughs> and of course, uh, all the uh, oh advances. Well, well, I shouldn't say advances. That's a little strong of a yeah. word for what the editor how he was. Well, he's definitely flirting, and definitely. he even uh, asks her out. Mm-hmm. So yes, you can almost call it an advance. Yeah, but I yeah. love the way she said flirting. It just it didn't sound I mean, flirting. Flirting with me. <laughs> But anyway, so what do we think of him? Before we let's not before we talk about what his situation is. Did we? Did you at all think that there was a possibility there for Edith? Well, yeah, we talked about that a little bit last week, and one of the mm-hmm. things I really appreciate last show wasn't mm-hmm. last week; it's a couple days ago. Uh, one of the things I appreciated about him this episode was that yes, he was saying that she was pretty, but right. he was sort of complimenting her on her merits and yeah. her abilities as mm-hmm. opposed to just being. The, you know, fluffy lady from Downton. Yeah. You know, and so and I think she's going to appreciate that as well. And again, it's the follows with the theme of modernization and women having a role in society beyond just being hostesses. So I appreciated him recognizing that in her. Well, what I go ahead. I agree. I feel like I get a good energy out of him Mm -hmm. and he's into her for the right reasons. Yeah. So it's not just about being smitten or impressed Mm -hmm. by her. Mm -hmm. Ladyship. Yeah, her, her ladyship. ladyship. <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. It does sound funny. Said, it it's cute. But, you know, it was also interesting that she, for me, Edith made a little leap herself because before she was still just having a hard time even grasping the idea of being a, having a job, first of all, but then being a journalist, which is really not in keeping with what her father would want or what her station would be. But then to write a piece that wasn't even what, a woman would normally write. So I thought those that, those are big leaps for her. They are. They are. And, you know, her she, she really kind of fought to get this job in yeah. her own sort of subtle way. Absolutely. She had to fight but, dad and the whole thing. Yeah. But but again, it, it's it's refreshing to see that she is not falling into the easy way. Right. Because they're, they're calling this a, a diary column. I guess that's yeah. what the, the term is. Mm-hmm. And so it would be sort of day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the fact that she wrote, you know, this again, this, yeah, exactly, was 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 really refreshing and yeah. and a bit of a, um, you know, exciting thing for Edith to yeah. be doing. I think, yeah, because Progressive it had to, and all of because that. it had some depth. Where before she's kind of, you know, she's been jilted, so it's she's kind of an afterthought, right? So you're hearing to write a, a piece of substance that people might take seriously, and that a ladyship is is, is taking into account the soldiers who've di- you know fought for king and country and all that kind of stuff. But of course, it's often right. <laughs> Nothing comes and easy for Edith. Well, well, she even says that. Remember the whole Does thing. She? Well, but yes, because Mary asks her, "Hey, listen, when you're in town, could you make sure that Matthew oh, yes. doesn't take the earlier train home?" And she says, "What? Why, what reason would I give?" And she says, "I don't know. Make one up." Why must everything be, be so, so complicated? complicated. Her, and <laughs> And I, and I look and I go, what is so complicated about that? But then I think about Edith and everything in her life is complicated. It's all work. Yeah. That's how it is for us poor middle children. Uh, I just okay. want to say, once okay. again. For those of you who don't know. Edith and I have a kinship. 
I, I can relate. I'm not sure you want to make that kinship stronger. <laughs> I'm just saying I can relate to her okay. needing to stand out and make a make her way. It's right. true, and seriously, that is it is the middle child, right. you know, and the people who believe so in the birth order thing. The the middle child, you know, has to stand out and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And and I think I love how they d- portray it with yeah. Edith. I think she does because she's got beautiful Mary and angelic Sybil, and then there's poor poor, poor and, Edith. and poor poor Edith again because obviously the editor's married and they, and a, even that. Yeah. Yes. Is not is not easy. Even no, that's not it's simple. It's complicated, right? Which I, is great. Go ahead. I couldn't believe you could make a call back in the day and find out all that information about and, somebody. Thank you. I thought the same what thing. The heck? What, what she just gets on the phone and says, "I want to know about his past, about his well, who and I she, want to know about his personal life." As a matter of fact, call too. Google's grandmother. Yes, I mean, what, yes, who was exactly. that? Well, how yes. did she get that? Well, and I was thinking it might partly be because she's, she works for a paper. Well, no, because she's her ladyship. Or because she's a lady. Okay, you know, because they have power but, but and they if, find they have mm-hmm. people who. Sure, but it seems so odd that she would, you know, that her ladyship would be asking private information of somebody. Do you That's mean like, that Edith would? Yes, that Edith. Well, because would. she'd been jilted. She, yes. I think, she's once bitten. Twice no, 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 no. I beg your pardon. Not that she wouldn't. She would have a motivation to absolutely. But as as the as as a lady, uh, as a, it, it's right. improper to ask about somebody's private uh, uh, information over the phone. I would yes. think that would be improper. Not that she wouldn't want to know or couldn't find out, but to do it over the phone by and some person that that. I, it looked like she didn't even know. Well, and no. again, I think it's all about her growth and sure. her becoming, she you know, once get, bitten, twice yeah. shy. She's not going into that again. No. And lo and behold, her reasoning is validated yeah, because so. she finds out he's married. But not, it's not and even a simple thing. No, now, what a complicated, I mean, yeah. awkward conversation that yeah. was. I mean, from her getting jilted to him talking about how, well, yeah. I'm married, but it's complicated. She's but. insane. She's insane. <laughs> <laughs> and I She's can relate. actually a lunatic. <laughs> a lunatic was the word that they used. Yeah, yes. for her. And and I'm going. Yeah, of course. It, it, it's not even easy here. But it would have been great if he was just married and she could just write him off and move on. But no. No, it's a whole other thing for her because well, it's Edith. Why does everything have to be, be so, so hard? Complicated? Of course, but she yeah. and she she says you are in fact married, and mm-hmm. I find that concept wholly repugnant. Mm-hmm. Yes. Poor, poor Edith. Yes. Poor Edith. Okay, now that leads us to Rose because I thought yes. what was great was that Rose, the whole thing, we'll get into the, the, more of it, but the part that especially relates to the Edith thing is that Rosemond, uh, Aunt Rosemond, I should say, takes, just calls Rose on the carpet and says, a woman of of respect, well-born such as you, dating a married man, how could you, all that kind of stuff. And all that happens in front of Edith, and she's yeah. right there for that conversation. This, of course, is before she knows that, that Edith's married. Right. you got to know then She's, even after she learns he's married, she's still considering this. You know that that's where we're going to take her, right? right. That's where we're going to be going, right? Well, Don't you, I, you think? do think? Oh, yeah, I uh, think so. I, I do. His circumstance is a little different, though. Yes. And in well, Edith, it, it, in, it is, but not, not by name, not by title, not by reputation. I mean, he's sure. just a married man. They don't care. But in either uh, defense, she went and called him out on it. Yes. Because initially, when she thought it was just a typical marriage, you know, she wasn't right. having it. But isn't it also because I'm I'm guessing I'm opining that yes they're going to get together uh, there'll at least be there'll be romance whether or not it'll, it'll be physical or anything I don't know but she will be taken by him uh, or smitten with him I should say only because wow it's, you've it's, been reading romance yeah. novels well, yeah it's true <laughs> uh, but you know she he obviously finds her attractive but it's also the merit thing he really does find her uh, he's interesting he fancies yeah. her the yeah. whole thing yeah absolutely so and that's got to be so. 
uh, enchanting and uh, persuasive and seductive to her because, you know, being the middle child and not having any of that attention. And now, mm, even if it is from a married man, it's so easy to rationalize. But but, because, yes, he's a married man, but his wife is crazy. So Well, and the other thing about it is is, is that this whole world that she's being exposed to is expanding her life view. So she's getting out of Downton. She's being validated for things that she values. Right. Um, as opposed to, you know, looking pretty and being a good hostess and, and, you know, being a wife and all that kind of stuff. That's not, not to say that she doesn't want those things, but she's being validated in a way that is really keeping her, it's not, it's separating her from her, from where she Mm -hmm. came. Sure. Um, and I have a little bit of news in, that I'll talk to you about in the news that that's going to that relates that to will this. Relate Whoa, to some of this stuff. Ooh, yeah. Spoiler alert! Yeah, Thank I you know. very much, there. Yeah, we've right. got some news. Nice that we'll tease, Tamara. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's very uh, interesting. Okay, well, you know that, that for me wraps. Well, let's go further into the rose thing real quick. Yeah, let's talk about rose. rose. First, <laughs> as soon as I saw her in those sassy outfits, I knew she was trouble. Sassy. Yes. So you wow. thought they were sassy? Okay. What, what, yes. Did you guys see those ruffled pants? Oh, sure. That was trouble. Hoochie mama in the house. Wow. <laughs> okay, a hoochie I mama. I was writing that she was dancing like a trollop. Wow. Uh, now, I, you know, when she Sassy first came trollop. on the scene, yeah. she l- looked like the proverbial breath of fresh air oh, when yeah. she got out of the car, you know. Yeah. A little, uh, what was the movie I said? Uh, a Room with a View. Yeah. You know, this angel face and, you know, the beautiful okay. hat and always in blue. Let's just talk about that. Just the way she they choreographed adorable. it. Oh, she did. But the way they choreographed it, that whole Her shot. Arrival. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that was your classic arrival in a movie. Of the ingenue. Like exactly. Right. This is how we present her. So you oh, just from that way they present you, oh, I get who she is. Yes. You yeah. don't really have to go any further. No talking is needed. Yes. The whole I mean, wonderfully staged, directed, acted, the whole thing was great. So, I yeah. agree. I agree. And just beautiful to look at. Yeah. She's beautiful to look at. She's but, beautiful. But, I, you know, and again, with the costuming, interesting that she came in with these really kind of wild outfits. Uh-huh. And the, yeah. she was always in this, you know, light blue, mm-hmm. which I'm sure, you know, Kevin would have yeah, something to say about, it, yeah. you know, about why why they chose blue, because it's the innocence, maybe, mm-hmm. and and... And, and the, then the really curly hair, which right. I haven't seen on the other ever. Well, ladies. I think everything. I, I think for me, the colors because everything at Downton usually is, is dark, is darker, conservative. It's, exactly. It's you know, and 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 it's if I can use the term flatter, you know, so that which goes to the ruffles. I mean, she's totally obviously from a different era, so to speak, different generation, I should say. So you you know, coming in that okay, this is there's going to be something. There's happening turmoil, here. right? Isabel warned uh, the yeah. dowager. She said, I. I wouldn't even know how to talk to an 18-year-old. Yeah, right. But, but what are the down you say? Just keep smiling. Just keep smiling, Just keep smiling. and agree. Like, yeah, it's like you don't disagree with anything. So. But so interesting that the story that came in with, with Rose was yeah. she hates London. Yeah. She just yes. hated it. And so. that's why she's coming here, because she mm-hmm. hated London. And then you, and you know a lot about the mom already. You know that the mom and she don't, obviously don't get along. And yep. some, you know, so she's like, well, get, what does dear mother have to say <laughs> yeah. about this now? And the fact that Rose lies no problem in front of everybody at dinner. Right. Yes. No, no, no. I'm going to surprise. It's a surprise for, yeah. You know. What sounded like, it sounded so implausible yeah. to begin with, like, right? Right. Exactly. Oh, Edith was on her too. Yeah, she knew. She knew. Okay. She was once a young eighteen-year-old. Yeah, yeah. And she knew she needed help. That's why when Matthew said, "Oh no, please stay with me. I'm going to need help." I with... suspect she yeah. will be a handful. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would imagine not only because of who Rose is, but because Edith is not too far removed from when she they were probably a hell. 
a lot of handful, should we say? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Alien. Probably not quite the handful yeah, that no. Rose is. No, though. no. No. Mm. I mean, Mary and Sybil were quite the handfuls, if you think yes, about it. Yes, they were. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking mm-hmm. of help, guys, I got to yeah. say, if you need help thinking of something to get your loved one on Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, it's coming up. What do we got? You should probably shoot yourself on over to our <laughs> official AfterBuzz merchandise store by going to AfterBuzzTV.com. Typing that in your little browser window and then find a little banner that says shop now okay. and get your AfterBuzz TV merchandise. All right, right there. Well, thank you very much. We have guys. lots yeah. of stuff in men's apparel, women's apparel, kids' apparel, drinkware, home and office, and we have little baby onesies. So wow. definitely Aww, head cute. on over there. It should be great for little baby Sybil. Exactly. Right. Well, there you go. If only we could get little baby Sybil yeah. to wear an after. If after-bus. only we could. Yeah, so. I don't think that's going to happen. No. <laughs> Well, speaking of baby Sybil, that talks about the future and the fact that they need the estate to stay in uh, solvency in order for there to be a, an estate for children and grandchildren. So uh, the the only thing that it was found really interesting, they furthered the storyline about what to do with the estate, and you know, because Matthew just so doesn't know how to talk to Lord Grantham, Mm-mm. and Mm-mm. you know, it's like why is he why is he just yelling at him? Why it, obviously that tactic hasn't worked, and I'm go, why are the and I'm asking Julian Fellows why do you keep that same argument going? I don't think Matthew's an idiot. Change the story. Yeah. Try a different tack, you know? Well, and, you know, the other part of it with Lord Grantham being, you know, so portrayed as being downtrodden and mm-hmm. disrespected. and Yeah. And but even this time he felt sorry for himself. And so that goes to what Lena was talking right. about last podcast is that, you know, she was driving her crazy if I'm... Am I, yeah, it's yeah. like... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not feeling sorry for him. He needs to change. He needs yeah. to get with the times. Every, yeah. every, his wife is telling him. His daughters are encouraging him. Cora he, was great. I mean, did you even notice when Matthew was trying to argue the, the case, how he mentioned... Yeah. Um, uh, who did Charlie Ponzi? Yeah. A, a, yeah. Champ, a champ in America, Charlie Ponzi. We can invest with him. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Grandpa, haven't you learned? Well, yep. yeah, I mean, let's face it, back then a lot of people invested with Ponzi. Yes, that's they sure. Did. They did, so. but. And, and some made money. Most didn't. <laughs> some did. Yeah, very few did. So. <laughs> that was yeah, nice. Bernie too. made off of the time. Exactly. I know. Wow, but that was great though. I mean, you know, again, just steeping us in the time. But to pull that name out, it was like, oh, nice, yeah. way to go. Because yeah. you know, it's so ubiquitous now. But right. back then, they had, they had no idea what the heck that guy was doing. Obviously, so. But uh, you know, and I thought the argument, well, the continuing argument was driving me crazy. But then when Tom started coming up in, in up. the story, mm-hmm. yeah, and making his. Uh, case, yeah, making his case, and especially with that one moment in the in the at the breakfast table. Yes, I thought what a great argument, and the way he said it, and I went the way he was saying it and everything. And Lord Grantham, I was thinking, wow, that was eloquent. And then Lord Grantham actually says that. I thought right. it was great. Right, but you also talked about when we were on our way over here. Yeah. You talked about how. Um, you know, the the sort of basis of Tom's Yeah, argument. yeah, it's, it's very Marxist in a sense. We all have gifts to give the collective right. and the family in this case. And, right. you know, he's making this argument. So he's maybe getting his way in well, and, yeah, and having a little bit of his own principles yeah. inserted but, in. But, you know, but it also was it was, it was cognizant of everybody's, uh, you know, and I thought it was a great three-pronged thing. He said, look, I, I, I know as much as I can about the land more than you guys do. He, yep. uh, obviously, Matthew knows the law. And yep. you know the responsibility that we have to the people that live here. So, yeah. you know, and it's like obviously, and that argument has been there forever. And even that, you know, last week the Dowager was the one that finally said, "Hey, Tom should take over for Jarvis." Like, and we've been going, "How, why how is convenient?" It take, not only that, but why is it taking? That's 
been on the table. It's been in the forefront like crazy. How come you haven't noticed it? Well, and I think it just has everything to do with he's coming from his history, mm-hmm. you know, and, and coming from what he knows. And Cora actually yeah. sort of challenged that. She said, you know, when we talked about yeah. about the third Earl running the thing into the ground, the fourth yeah. Earl practically running it into the ground, saving it by dying. Um, <laughs> and, you know, awesome. Cora says, you know, so what? You've run through my money and then you're just going to run through Matthew's, Matthew's. money. Yeah. And j- basically, we're just putting it off. Yeah. And so, you know, for the sake of tradition, it's going to be the death of the of the estate. We've mm-hmm. got to move ahead. But the, the, the irony of Tom being the one that actually turns Lord Grantham, which I thought was, you know, so it, it helps their relationship a lot. Indeed. So, And it's funny to see him being the calm, collected one, yeah. being rational about it, and Matthew, yes. the one arguing <laughs> and, and always in a fight with yeah. Lord Grantham, at yeah. least in this episode. Yes. But then, you know, just a little bit to add to it, um, Tom saying at the end, talking to Cora about what if we stay. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Do you mind? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So he's clearly got his vision on Because he was also to go, yeah. And so was it the cricket? Was it the the fact that he made a connection with the Lord Grant? Or is it the fact that he see that he's now an integral part? He's one of the three that could turn this around. Do you, what, what do we? What do you think? I think it's a combination. I think also seeing baby Sybil with Mary and Matthew, yeah. mm-hmm. and how that comfort is there. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing she's with their some people that love her and vice versa. Yeah. So I think I, all that, of that has. A, I do. I, I do too. And I also think, obviously, the more time he spends, the more he can no longer hang on to the stereotype he had of these people because now they're people. Right. They're not just the stereotype or prejudice he has. It's a, these are real, and he sees their faults as well as their their good, and so he can sit there and, and see them as human beings and go, well, this isn't a bad environment for my child to grow up in. Yeah. As opposed to acting from the stereotypes and archetypes exactly. that he's been right, been so, which is always the case, with. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we say he's put a human time. face on there somebody you go, and you walking can't. a mile in someone's shoes mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff so he's actually doing that and you know how about that last shot at the cricket game first of all I thought it was great that they were just trying to twist his arm like crazy to play cricket and he's yeah. never played cricket <laughs> it's not that I'm resisting yes, I, I can't just don't play know. for God's <laughs> sake and again, another moment with the brothers, you know, you know, and that reminded me, it was a very kind of brotherly as well as, you know, father-son kind of thing about, you know, learning the cricket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And then endearing. in the final shot, when, he, when Tom actually catches the cricket, cricket ball, whatever you call it, uh, and then the three of them all in white, you could see the three, uh, you know, generations, so to speak, and... Yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the coming together. The coming the together, and then you say, okay, it looks like there's a hope and future. There is a future, perhaps, kind of for Downton yeah. Abbey. Which, so we know that's going to just get It's killed. just getting right. They're going <laughs> to rip our hearts out. <laughs> I have not seen the finale. No, so. no, I just, no, no I'm just we, saying. That's how it works in TV. Mm-hmm. They give you something to exactly. love, and then they a, take it away yeah, from exactly, you. Exactly. Not so soon, please. No, I can't oh, handle it. Okay. Ay, ay, ay. All right, well, speaking of something in love, that takes it to Ethel, because obviously her big concern is Charlie, her her son. Yes. And so we've been with the storyline with Isabel and the Dowager. Boy, the Dowager went into overdrive getting trying to move she this thing out. She did with her machinations, wow, didn't she? Wow, yeah, you know, putting the advertisements out and all that other stuff, and and then having, well, Ethel, you know, kind of following through. So you see that Ethel's kind of open to this, even though Isabel... She's obviously still not sure about it. But even though as, as Isabel is not a, sure about the whole thing, she's still moving it along. So I guess in some fashion, she either doesn't want to go up against a dowager or she thinks that, well, you know, deep down it's probably best for for 
the the Crowley family and Ethel to be yeah. able to get a uh, when free I think ship. I, I think we sort of saw it with Mrs. Hughes's argument earlier. Right. You know, I hope you don't think I'm being ridiculous, but I do kind of understand where yeah. she's coming from that yeah. that she could have a better life elsewhere. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Even though the Dowager didn't go about um, getting it done the right way, yeah, it's still the reasonable thing for Ethel at this point. Yeah, or at that point in time. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. considering all of the scenarios and all of the yeah. elements. But and I don't think she's in denial about it either. So Who, Ethel? Yeah. No, yeah, it clearly is not. She knows that she's not going to get a fair shake. Yeah, she deals with it every day. So yeah. Being turned away at the store. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about that moment where Ethel says, you know, I, I guess it looks like I'll be staying. Yeah. When she gets the, and, and mm-hmm. Isabel is sort of like, <laughs> that, that's not how it played. It's really what we were thinking. And, exactly. first, and then she had, first of all, that she had the audacity to say that. I know. I thought that was a little, yeah, yeah a little forward. Yeah. But, um, but clearly, she feels kind of protected mm-hmm. by Mrs. Crawley yeah. and and what she's done for her. And, I, and ultimately, it is the best answer for everybody, I would guess. You know, but I, I was surprised to see that the grandmother of Charlie show up and and, and right. willing yes, to Mrs. to deal Bryant. deal with the grandfather, and I will take care of him. Yeah, thank don't goodness, because somebody yeah. needs to take care of Some, that man. <laughs> you don't like him at all. You want he's to a pain in the ass. <laughs> he truly is. He's a jackass, is what arse, he is. Arse, damn it. Arse. Back down. Okay. So. <laughs> he's a jack arse. I don't okay. think they say that. No. All right. So but, she's always been nice, though, Mrs. Bryant. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. it's good to see her come and stand and up for Ethel. Of the two of them, she obviously has his Charlie's best interest at heart. She yes. wants the mother to be part of his fa- part of his life somehow. And it must have she something to do with well. And the fact is that you know she lost her. She's a mother who lost a son, right? So that instantly connects the two women, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. mothers and their sons. And right. and if uh, Charlie's you know leaving his mom, then there's a whole yeah. element to it that Mrs. Bryant can relate to. Mm-hmm. And but those exchanges about the whole thing between Isabel and the Dowager. I, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't have the words verbatim and everything. But the the two of them just going on and on at each other. And each one thinks they got the other, and then usually the Dowager has the has last, the last one. word, right? And then you know, there's this look on yeah. on Isabel's face. Uh, you know, the slow liquor. burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Dowager, not only does she take care of business for Ethel, but overhears the whole Rose thing. Right. She calls ah. out. She totally tattles on Rose. Exactly. But but the way she does it, they don't even know until the cricket match when Rosemont says, hey, wait, did you did you play a trick on me? That was an excellent little scene, man. It was. Did Rose get hers? It yeah. was. And she's like, well, you won't be running away this time. I'll be accompanying you. Yeah. And again, we didn't even talk about this, but the, uh, uh, let's go back to it because we're just on Rose again. We have to talk about the fact that Rose, as soon as she's in London, she's on the phone scheming, planning, right. yes. everything, and ends up with the, the, the married man at the, uh, what was the? The, the was Blue the, Dragon. The Blue Dragon. What kind of place is the Drew Dragon? Well, well, you know, you one know. of those places. And Rosemont says, "Well, the point is, darling, I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> and it's and then they cut right to it, and there's a black man playing, playing jazz, jazz, and they're and dancing, dirty and, dancing. Oh my oh, god! Yes. What? The, 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 I mean, oh my god! For down horror, the, I mean, oh, yeah. shocking. It was quite shocking. Quite the what, scene. But how great to be out of 
down in, in, in this place. I mean, that's, that looked like a good club, man. I loved watching that <laughs> yeah. whole scene because it was it was so lively. We yeah. saw, a, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the costumes and jewelry. Sure. But also watching the power play, I thought was just oh, right. brilliantly executed mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. So she's there. Rose is there, sees her family, about faints when yeah. she sees them. Uh-huh. And then, you know, the, the barbs start going, but yeah. they're extremely polite well, with their barbs. Yes. Oh, and Rose by the way, so where's Mrs. So and so? And he just, just answers because totally trips him uh, aye, aye, aye. already. Yeah, she's so good, clever, clever. And, and Matthew and... whisks her off to the dance floor. <laughs> I think we need to dance. I just thought the whole, you know, yeah. dance in the in the conversation and confrontation mm-hmm. was just brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then he just lays it down and says, yeah. "This is how it's going to be. No two bones, no no bones about it. There are no two ways about it. You're mm-hmm. doing it this way." And and it works because the thing she's worried about most is that's going to get back to mom. Yeah. So what is mom like? What is yeah. that going to be like? Oh, I don't even want to know. So I wonder if we're going to find that. I hear tell we are going to oh, find out. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see more of Rose, too. Ah, uh, we will. So we like the breath of breath and <laughs> I, I liked it. It was okay. fun. Yeah. Nice. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I'm sure we will. So. Yes, indeed. I'm sure she caused quite a stir. <laughs> uh, okay, so so we were talking about Ethel, and the reason why I wanted to talk Ethel right before we talk Thomas is, uh, well, let, why don't we do the, combina- the, the correlation first? So we have Ethel, who's had a uh, tainted past, so to speak. Right. And they find out that Thomas has a, a uh, well... History, well, I guess you Not a history, it. but... What's the word? The, they call it. Uh, he he's, a, he's revolting to Carson. Yeah, right. And then twisted he, he's been by nature twisted into by nature. something foul. foul something right. foul. That's right. Something foul. And of course, Thomas says, you know, eventually says, "I'm not foul. I'm just different than you." But so we have these two people uh, who've got this. Uh, uh, you meaning Ethel and Thomas? Ethel and Thomas, mm-hmm. who've got so, so much against them in terms of what society sees yes. them, and this is how you know they both need a reference. They both need a new start, fresh start. I mean, they even say, uh, Isabel says to Ethel, "You can be washed clean." Right. So they're so tainted by this. I mean, I, and, and it is. I mean, it's, it's shocking for the time. But I just the parallel of the two: Thomas not getting his, or, or ostensibly or, at one point, at one point, story, he's yeah. not going to be getting his reference. Right. So therefore, he can't move on after ten years. And then you realize how important it is just for that reference. It's not like you know these where you just get another job. Yeah, it's the reference is everything. It's the, you, it is everything. To and these people. you, and in order for you to start over, you got to go. You, have, I mean, it's one of you. You have to go abroad. Right. You have to leave the country. That's how important exactly. the reference is. You can't reinvent are. yourself. When America, it's money. I mean, you can reinvent yourself anywhere you want, anytime, yeah. almost. I mean, you know, it's going to be harder these days with all the information. We right. Have. But I thought that was fascinating. But people, people cared so much about the reference at that yeah. time, and especially when you're talking about, um, you know, servants who mm-hmm. are going to be in your home, mm-hmm. and your home is such a sensitive place. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's all about appearances and reputations, and, and that's what we keep talking about over yeah. and over again. Mm-hmm. And and so, if you've got these people back back doors or downstairs, yeah. they need to be trustworthy above reproach. Yeah, and that's that's a lot of the reason why, especially yeah. in these grand houses, the references are so important. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have them, then you're not to be trusted, and, you, and I'm not letting you it, take care of my baby and serve me my food and clean my, you know, and it's bedroom. a stain on your house, yes, or a you know mark against your family yes. or whatever. It, as opposed to somebody who's trying to do something good for you know, like Isabel, I'm just trying to help somebody out. Yeah. So so let's get into the. Thomas Carson this affair. Is the Thomas Carson, <laughs> as I call it, in this episode. Okay. Yes. It's 
you know, it's just there were there was a lot going on. Oh my on god, here. everybody got involved. Mrs. Yes. Hughes, Bates. I mean, everybody O'Brien, got involved. Obviously, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, one of the great lines with uh, Carson and Jimmy. Well, I've never been called a liberal in my life, and I don't <laughs> intend to start now. <laughs> I do not believe in scandal. How, I mean, it, for me, I, I just want to go back to because I know we touched on it, but that whole sequence, well, the scene, I should say, between Carson and Thomas in the beginning when, when the whole thing about your, your yes. I, I don't want to get into your revolting life. Right. Uh, you've, you've been twisted into something foul. All right. that kind of stuff. It's like, my God. Just, Hard I can't, to watch. It was. Regardless of how you feel about Thomas, just another human being talking like that about another human being. I was like, whoa. It's hard to watch, but it's the reality yeah. of, of the time. It was of terrible. the time. So, yeah. yeah. So that was just just there. And then, you know, we've talked about how they've made Thomas into a much more sympathetic character and you really feel for him. And, and even that, because he's going to have no reference and all, I was just going, this, this guy's, he, that's it. Which is, which I completely understood the whole Bates thing, why it started to get to him. Right. And why he decided, um, you know, to help and all that. I, uh, because he had been scorned. Yeah, and wrongly accused and all yeah. that. Not, not wrongly accused so much, but th- that his life would be taken away from him, right. so to speak. That's what he said. Right. So, uh, yeah, I totally understood that. I didn't have any problem with that. I just thought it was hysterical that it backfired on him. <laughs> I just can't believe Mrs. O'Brien wanted to take it that far all over Alfred. Yeah. Um, or Thomas not helping Alfred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought maybe getting him fired was one thing, yeah. but... She to... wanted to ruin him. Yeah. Exactly. She's ruthless. Yeah, well, and she even said that. I mean, she's just following on her word. She's just, you know, following up, you know, fulfilling I mean, her word. She and says then we have Thomas, who is so defeated. Yeah, when he, Bates is I'm trying to encourage beaten. him, he's he doesn't even want to have a fight. Yeah, yeah which is I so strange. Cause, yeah, exactly. You know, I I didn't think he would do that because you know he he's been able to figure out how to maneuver his way through everything. Yeah. I mean, he's fought, I'm sure, his whole life considering his situation, Uh but he seems done. And what a a nice way to have Bates come back to remind us who he is, you know, being standing up for the one who's being bullied. Yes. So, okay, you're beaten, fine, then give me the, the, uh, what is it, the weapon, weapon. and I'll do the, I'll do the rest. Mm Mm-hmm. So and you know, it I it, I think it was that moment outside the house, outside of uh, Bates's cottage, and when he saw Thomas in the I, shadows in the emerging shadows, with and that, the, in the that, smoke. And of course, when he was beaten and all that other stuff, that made him see Thomas in a different way. Kind of like how Tom sees the family in a different way. It's so easy once we pegged people and put them in the box, you're going to fit in this peg whether you really do or not. But once we've taken them out of that peg, you can actually see them as a people. Because I, you know, it was great as everybody knew Thomas was gay. So right, that part yeah. was, that was a non-issue. Wasn't that interesting? Yeah. Oh, and you I have know. to talk about Lord Gratham, Grantham's oh, line. yes, yeah. Brilliant, <laughs> yes. brilliant line. Uh, well, I, I want to get it right, so go you talk yeah. about it. Well, just, you know, the idea that, again, that's the parallel with Ethel and Thomas. Yeah. You know, everybody knew she had been a, a lady of the evening. Yeah. And everybody knew Thomas was gay. Yeah. But, Apparently. you know. So in, the, in, in his case, they all kind of let it be a pass, but with Ethel, so many people couldn't let it be a pass. Yeah. and I thought that was an interesting. Yeah, parallel. but it, it'd only be they, only, they let it be a pass until it became a problem. Until it was going to become a problem for the family, right? It was in some way, bring shame on them, right? And then it was like, uh oh, right. we can't do that. Just like you know, I guess you can have Ethel working for you, but we can't be here because it'll bring shame upon us. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. But anyway, Lord Grantham's line: If I shouted blue murder every time someone tried to kiss me at Eton, I'd have gone horse in a month. <laughs> 
had to I had to stop the recording because yeah. I was laughing, laughing so, so hard. hard at that one. Never heard him Genius. say something like that. Yeah, but it was great. Genius. But I thought it was nobody seemed to care, which was interesting. Uh, they all knew. Mm-hmm. And, and you know that wasn't the issue. The issue was he was being treated wrongly. Mm-hmm, like yeah, mm-hmm. sure he's that, but that doesn't mean the guy should have his life ruined. Right. Even though they they may not have agreed with it or uh, you know accepted it or whatever, but they shouldn't. His life shouldn't be taken away from him. Right. Yes. Even when Mrs. Hughes is making the argument for yeah. him, um, Mr. Carson says, "I'm only I'm only sorry you have to listen to such horrors." Right. But she totally blows that off and says, well, forget about that. You're letting Jimmy blackmail you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that. that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, of course, he's doing it all to, to, to shield the family. Yes. And this I also concerns that, the scandal. The other thing I liked about Mrs. Hughes is when, when she sees Thomas outside and he's you know, pitiful. Oh. And, and, and he says, look, I'm, I just don't want to say anything that might... Uh, disgust, disgust and, and shock or shock, something like yeah, that. Shock yeah. or disgust you. And yeah. she says, my, my. Now I think I have to hear it now. <laughs> <laughs> she's just so lovable. She's great. I that love her, great. man. She's. I, I don't know. I think she's my fave. And Tammy, you were talking about Anna being so smiling. Oh, she just was just lit like a candle from the inside on this one. She every single scene, she was just smiling. Mm-hmm. She was joking. Got her guy back. She's just just so happy. Two, happy. two things about the Bates part. Uh, one, when when he first sees uh, Thomas outside. Yeah. And I swear to God, it looked, it almost, it was shot the same way, it almost looked the same way as he was dealing with Craig. It was like he was back in prison. Uh-huh. Okay, what's this guy here for? All right, yes. here I'm going to have to go into my prison mode and d- deal with this guy. And then it turns because Thomas isn't really there to threaten him or anything like that. So that changes, obviously. And then when he sees he's beaten, he goes, okay, he's the guy I have to help fight for. But then when he has O'Brien in the house, mm. yes. that was that was classic, that's death prison baits man it was he and just all it took was a whisper all it took was a whisper and boy did she change yeah how about the desperation on Ms. O'Brien's That was what face I wanted to talk about. She's dealing with Jimmy. She's talking to Jimmy, and wow. she's saying, "You know, you really, you really need to." And the she looked panicked. Yeah, so. that was well. So well, we know that Achilles heel. So. Mm. Of course, Bates doesn't even know what is to do with anything, but. He knows he, it worked. Which is part of the brilliance of it. He yeah. doesn't even know what that phrase means. But how smart of Thomas to be able to know that that was the one thing and to say it and know not to say any more. Right. Yes. Right. I mean, that was, that was really smooth. And it's one of those great things about the, this time where people didn't, you know, you didn't talk about personal things. You didn't yeah. pry into other people's business, even if they're family and you're sitting there at dinner. Yeah. So you could say something like, her ladyship's soap. Mm-hmm. And that would stop it all down and, and make everything change. So let me ask you this, because it seems to me that my estimation is that Th- Thomas didn't say any more because he wants this to end, but he doesn't want to make her any more of an enemy. Because if, if you put O'Brien in the position where she has nothing to lose, right. I think that would be horrible because right. then there's no stopping her. Right. If she's willing to do this here well, and, it, and it all came out, then they, she'd probably just off him. Well, wouldn't Thomas get, or yeah, Thomas get in trouble as well for keeping such a terrible secret? Possibly, you know, Possibly, that's, but, but, that's Lord Grantham's child. Yeah, but was. here's the thing: he doesn't ever have to say when he found that out. Sure. So who's going to tell? Who's going to say different? O'Brien. Well, he's known right. for years. Good. He's going to say, "Well, no, she told me a week ago." Good. You're point. right. And that's You're why right. we're on. The, and so that could have been easily handled. Well, so now, as it turns out, Thomas ends up staying. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. In the end. 
And then I mean, under Butler. How do you think that is going to affect the oh, relationships with everybody downstairs, but specifically with Thomas and O'Brien? Yeah. That's going to be something to watch. Right. Or do you think there's going to be like this unsteady detente or something like that? Just because, look, look, we, we, we clashed. We went our separate ways. We're in our corners. Just leave it at that. Because I still so. have this over you. Maybe so. I, and I can pull this anytime I need to. Yeah. And I can tell other people. Right. The important people when I want so. to. Or do you think that's going to happen? Or do you think they're going to continue? To I'm concerned about the relationship between Bates and Thomas because now Thomas hey. has a job that has a higher rank than Bates. He's an under butler, but he's over Bates. Right. He's, yes. And then on top of it, I want to see what's going to happen between Alfred and Thomas. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. does he ever find out that Alfred went to the police? Yeah, I don't know. Or contacted the police? Yeah. That, there's there are, uh, there's still a lot of rich fodder within yeah. the story. It is yeah. definitely not resolved, and I love no. that about this. No, yeah, it's not resolved at all. Mm-mm. But Mm-mm. It, but every, everybody knows now, now that everybody we already know that everybody knows about Thomas. But now that they, everybody, excuse me, everybody knows about Thomas. But now that everybody knows that everybody knows, right? Will that change things? Right. We will see. That'll be interesting, too. I don't know. All right. Know. So, uh, oh, the, you know, here's our program now. We want to thank everybody for rating and commenting, especially those people who have been tweeting going, what, what happened to part two? Why didn't you guys finish the episode? Yes. <laughs> so if we didn't get that, out, that information out to you in time, we apologize for that. But we hope, we're glad you came back and said that you wanted to hear the second part. And yes. I hope you've enjoyed it. Yes. So, thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that, for everybody Thanks, who's everyone. rating and commenting and downloading. Uh, please tell a friend so they can be part of the conversation as well. And keep your rating. Uh, keep your commenting, too, so that we can. Uh, be abreast of what you guys are thinking of, yeah. what your thoughts on what you know, what things we either miss or things that we sh- that you'd like us to talk about, or other ideas that you may have about yeah. what's going on in the, in the world of Downton. Let us know. So thank you for that. Um, that I think will take us to news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. All Tamara, right. What you got? I have um, I have a little bit of news. This is kind of interesting. The first thing that I wanted to say was Lady Rose, as I sort of teased in the in the show, that. Um, she is going to come back. I don't know if she's in for season four. I believe she is. I haven't been able to get a definitive word on that. But she will be in the finale next week. Yay. And she will return to wreak havoc in the future. Whoa, there you go. You get your wish. She's going to wreak havoc. Alina gets what she wants. Sassy little. Sassy. The sassy trollop, I think we've decided. (laughs) Sassy trollop. Exactly. Exactly. Um... I I have a little information about the cast talking about Lady Sybil's death. Oh, okay. okay. This is interesting because it was for for the first time just a couple of weeks ago, they finally talked publicly about that. Because they've been a moratorium on talking about it so they wouldn't ruin it for the audience. Right, exactly. And uh, who was it? Michelle Dockery, who plays Lady Mary, said that after the scene where Sybil died, died, Lady Sybil is played by Jessica Brown Finley. She said, when we had farewell drinks for Jess, we had to make sure we weren't giving the storyline away to anyone in the pub who was there where they were celebrating. She said, we had to pretend it was her birthday, but we had just filmed these horrific scenes, and so we had tear-stained drinks. <laughs> wow. And also, that's, now, that's probably some good acting right there. No, it's her no, birthday. Really, Happy it's her birthday. birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Julian Fellows also said, you grow to love the characters, and they have a life of their own, so it's very hard to kill one of them. Hard for me and hard for the cast, and the fact that they were all so good in the scene only made yeah, it worse. Yeah, still, it was a great scene. Ugh. 
I still get sad thinking about it. I know. It. I, you it know, it's weird. Breaking. Don't you miss her a little yes. bit? Yes. Yes. She was my favorite sister. But it's amazing how 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 much better Tom is now that she's not around. So true. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, we also noted that there is a new Facebook page campaigning for Dame Judy Dench to make an appearance in a guest nice. role on Downton Abbey. Oh, my God. Right now, as of a few minutes ago, the page had 1,047 likes. I added my own, so it's 1,048. Okay. And <laughs> um, where is this page? That people it's on Facebook. It's on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, and so it's, uh, if you just search for Facebook, Judy Dench nice. and Downton Abbey, It'll probably <laughs> it will up, come yeah. up. Um, she was BAFTA nominated for Skyfall. Nice. And, um, and she, I, I believe she was saying that she would be very happy to do So this. she would go up and somehow be, either go up against the Dowager or be yes. friends with the Dowager. And that's what people are hoping for, Ooh. that there would be some good. Or may, God, could we get Shirley MacLaine, Dame Judy, and Maggie? Oh, oh good wow. heavens. You're, you're really front loading the whole thing, aren't that you? That would be nice. It would be. Yeah, get them out on the town. <laughs> Talk about sassy trollops. Girls gone wild. Yeah. UK. Dame's gone wild. Yeah. What was that club called again? Yeah. The, the Blue, Blue Dragon. Dragon. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. The Dowager and her dames right. hit the Blue Dragon. And finally, we have a picture that we wanted oh, yes. to show that was set um, on Twitter. I actually tweeted this, <gasps> this as well. This is Daisy, Lord Grantham, Anna, Bates, and Thomas all doing a U.S. tour in December and took the subway in New York in City. New York City. And took a picture um, downtown. I barely recognized any of them. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? Weird. So weird. That's That's great. great. So if you want, you can see that on my Twitter feed, or you can just, you can find it on Twitter because uh, one of the cast, I think probably several of the cast members tweeted that picture. And that is what I have for news and gossip right right, now. That's our news for down, but we have a little bit of news for after buzz. Yes, we do. Yeah. We here at AfterBuzz are very excited to announce the theatrical release of Adventures of Serial Buddies. It's a hilarious new comedy, and it was produced by AfterBuzz TV uh, CEOs, uh, myself founders. included, founders and CEOs, uh, Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, uh, Kev- uh, Phil Svitek was part of it as well. Uh, it is, uh, it's a movie that stars two broke girls, Beth Bears. It's got Artie Yay, Lang Bethy. in it, Kathy Lee Gifford, Christopher Lloyd, Chris McDonald, Mar- Maria Menounos as well, and Henry Winkler. Ooh. So a whole slew of people in it, you know. It's a and you know, I, being on set, it was a pleasure to work with those people. Those guys are great. All of them uh, were wonderful on set and are great in the movie. So uh, you know, you can see the trailer at uh, Adventures of Serial Buddies, or just go to serialbuddies.com. Serialbuddies.com has go to After TV has it. It's all over the place. We'll be opening in March eighth uh, in selected cities around the country: New York, Boston, San Francisco. Where else are we? LA. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Chicago. Yes, of course. It's a very low-budget film. If we get a good turnout there, hopefully we'll go to bigger cities and go nationwide. But other than that, go see it. At least see the trailer. It's a lot of fun. It is. It's very a great fun. time. It's fun. So thank you for all that. Uh, and that's all our news and gossip. All so right. that moves Predictions. us to predictions. Predictions. now, predictions. So in just a few days, it's the finale. And I want to point out oh, yes. that... This the way the show was aired in the UK. Yeah, the episodes. The episode that we saw today yeah. was the show finale right. that aired. Um, I think it was November fourth in the UK, and then they had to wait seven weeks. Yeah, 
to see what we are going to see the next episode, which so it's called the Christmas special. Yeah. And it it uh, it aired on Christmas Day in the UK a couple months ago. So so they had to wait seven weeks from where we are right now to. Right. What we're going to see and on Sunday. We only Sunday. have to wait a week. We only have to wait a week. Yeah. And we, we have some extra time in the studio next week, so we'll be doing both hours, the two-hour two finale in one podcast. Yeah, because that one, that one would be impossible to yeah, try and break it. up into two so. podcasts. Uh, okay, so predictions. Yeah. Well, um, Alina, I think you should go first. My <laughs> prediction is poor, poor Edith is going to fall in love with um, the, the scandalous editor mm-hmm. who's still married. Mm-hmm. And um, Is this just for next episode or for, are you so, going into next season? Next episode. Next okay, episode. wow. Okay. She moves yes. fast. So, so are, we th- are we talking an affair or do you think there's going to be a romance where they're going to have a relationship? Well, or? I think she's going to hold back just because of the situation. Sure. But, but she's 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 goner. She's, she's goner. in love, and that's she's it. She's a goner, and but, you know what? She's always wanted it. Yeah. So wanted. Poor Edith. Even though though she doesn't seem as desperate anymore. Right. You know, deep down, she wants love like her sure, sisters. Sure, she does. Um, I there's one thing I know, and based on that, which, so this is a spoiler. Okay. It's a small spoiler. Um, I do know that the Christmas episode that we are going to see next week right. happens one year from the show that we're uh, recapping today. What? Okay. I'm even more excited. So knowing that, we know things can change dramatically, sure, right? It's a year later. And on, so in that, oh, it's because they had seven weeks. I get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. a year has passed. Right. Between episodes. Right. So uh, I am going to predict that Mary will have a baby because it's a year away. I'm going to say she will have a baby by then. Good prediction. I like that. All right. Wow. Mary and Matthew will have a child. Now, whether it's an heir or a wretched girl. A year later. Yeah, hmm. a year later. Sorry, I probably should have said that before we got wow, the predictions yeah, out. But exactly. although yours can fit in perfectly. Yeah, I think with yours that. fits in. Alina's oh, well, fits now in mine, great. Yeah, they're going to be together. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, wow, that John, changes John, what do everything. you have for a prediction? Well, you know, I was going to say something about Thomas being, but if I don't know if he's still going to be there. He's still going to be there because we would have heard if he isn't. So he's still there, but uh, I don't know in what capacity. I'm, I'm stymied. stymied. You're stymied? I'm just stymied now. All right. Just well, we're just later. looking forward to it. Yeah, then. I got yeah. nothing. I, I, you know, in my news, I do have some news for. Great news to tell you for, oh, next, for next week. week? Yeah, okay, so great. I can't so we'll spill it now that. because it could it could spoil, spoil things for we'll next week. But uh, but very excited for the finale and very excited to tell you all the things that we found out well, we will about season to four. That's, That's going to come up soon. All right, well we're getting a rollout music. So Alina, please let everybody know where they can find you uh, on Twitter at underscore Alina two three and Alina spelled A L I N A. I also host Project Runway Thursday nights on AfterBuzz. There you go, Tamara. You can find me on Twitter at Tamara Berg T A M A R A. B-E-R-G. I also have a fantastic website, TamaraCentral.com. And I'm going to be doing Justified a little bit later today. And, and, and Smash some next jewelry? week. Some I do Edwardian have some jewelry. jewelry. I do have some jewelry. I'm putting up some new pieces in the next couple of days. Uh-huh. You can check out my website because I am an Anglophile. Yeah. Uh, a lot of my jewelry has antique English elements to it. So uh, of the Edwardian to, age. Of, of the Edwardian age, nice. of the time that we're talking about. So oh, I can, I'll talk about it a little bit yeah, more yeah, next week, but I'm getting some new pieces up this week. Okay. TamaraCentral.com. And Stephen, any last words from you there, my friend? Um, not really. You okay, can find good. me at <laughs> Stephen Lemieux. All right, there you go, Stephen Lemieux. All right, well... Uh, on behalf of everybody. Oh, you know what I want to tell you? Go see uh, Serial Buddies, obviously. Check out the trailer, Adventures of Serial Buddies, or SerialBuddies.com at the AfterBuzz TV website as well. Take a look at that. And on behalf of everybody here, we want to thank you very much for tuning in to Part 2 to see uh, Episode 6, and we will see you next time. Where the- 
from Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Cup of tea? The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.